Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. We're asking should all Irish primary schools, new Irish primary schools, developed in the future, be Gale schools? It's the call from one man, Tom O'Hanlon, who wants us to follow Estonia's lead because there they've recently announced a new law to ensure that over the next 10 years, all primary schools that still teach primarily through Russian will have to switch to Estonian. So would something like that work here? Or is it an absolutely outrageous idea? 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Chris McCaffrey is a, an Irish language speaker and a former teacher as well. Chris, do you think it's a good idea? Kiligwich, Andrea. Well, it's an interesting concept. It's something that will be discussed more and more uh, throughout the years now as, as the Irish language increases. It is becoming more vibrant. It's becoming more popular and increasingly attractive option for parents to send their children into the Irish medium sector. A bilingual education we know the benefits that has for children. We know how that impacts their futures, that they get better employment opportunities, better cognitive communi- communication skills, all of these positive things that are associated with bilingual education. Never mind the fact that it is our own language, it's our national language, the language of the island, and that we should be proud of it. I think probably in the next couple of years, as the campaign continues to grow, it's something that's happened organically within the Irish people. It hasn't really been government-led. It hasn't really been assisted from uh, any major org- organisations as such. This is something that is happening at a community level, at a grassroots level, where you are seeing huge demand now for Irish medium education. You mentioned the Estonia case study mm. and also Wales has done a similar... Well, it is. I think I think it is interesting uh, because obviously there they they passed the bill uh, in December of of last year, uh, which they basically want to make schools instruct in Estonian instead of Russian, and that has been phased in now in the next couple of years. Wales have done something similar, as far as my knowledge goes. They now will will no longer build English medium only uh, primary schools. They want to have uh, Welsh speaking Welsh speaking primary schools, and. It's an interesting debate. It's something that really the Irish government has been preparing for uh, at some point or another because we know already the demands for going into the teaching profession at primary level uh, require quite a high standard in the Irish language to get into the teaching colleges and then to obviously teach the language as, as a core curriculum subject in, in the primary sector. So I, I, I believe that um, there, there is certainly merit to the idea. Okay, but, um, but they're teaching the language, Chris, rather than actually teaching other subjects through Irish at the moment. Like, would we even have the, would we have the desire from, um, you know, want to be primary school teachers to even do this? Would we, would we even be able to staff something like this? Well, it's, it's, again, it's something that you have to prepare for. We're not talking about doing this overnight. And, you know, most importantly, we're not talking about displacing any uh, teachers that are in English medium schools at the moment. This is something you start at the at the bottom up. You don't go from the top. So you're talking from the nursery level and obviously the early years uh, at primary at primary level, where at that at that stage, most teachers I would imagine already have the foundations of the language, the basic foundation of the language, to be able to teach it effectively uh, at that level. So I've talked already about the growing demand mm. for Irish medium education. This is just going to be something that is is in the Irish psyche at the, and will be more and more as the language grows. So we have to prepare for it in some way or another. Okay, so you're in favour? I'm in favour. Conor okay. and Gaelica have, have a campaign at the moment, which you know we've been talking um, about roughly around 6.7% of, of uh, Irish children are, be, are being educated through the Irish medium sector. Uh, they, have, they have 
talked about trying to increase that to 20% in the next 20 years. That 20% uh, figure is uh, aligned with the recruitment objective in the Official Languages Amendment Act in 2021, uh, which the Irish government have said at least 20% of new recruits to the public service will have to be proficient in Irish by the end of 2030. So that, we, you know, that, that percentage could be applied also to the Irish medium sector uh, and to other Irish medium uh, public bodies and, 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 and things arising from the same act. So I don't know if we have to necessarily uh, go to the extremities and bring this in straight away, but you certainly can start to prepare for it. Um, to be to be honest, at the moment, that um, the provision of the, of the Irish medium um, sector is very, very poor. Uh, if you look at the statistics okay. when analysed, they show an uneven picture of provision. There are many, many areas of the country where there's little or no Irish medium education available, either at primary or secondary. Yeah. Okay. And I'll bring I'll, I'll bring Richard in as well, Chris, if if you don't mind. Stay on the line, um, Richard. Do you think it's a good idea? Should all new primary schools in the future be Gaelic schools? No, I, I don't think that. That's something that we'd really uh, want to encourage if we if we're looking forward to a future of the, uh, uh, Ireland. I, I firstly, being English speaking, I understand of course that I've grown up in privilege of having a language that. It's widely spoken, but it's been useful to me. I've worked in Canada, America, Britain, Ireland, and I've always been able to, to make a, a living. Um, just like my parents did when they left Ireland to go and work in England, they, they spoke English and therefore could get jobs. Look at, looking at the kind of history of the language, I, I get it. I love language. My daughter speaks it. She speaks it beautifully. But when I'm looking at what I want her to become in the future, I'm, I'm looking at her speaking, you know, doing stem cell subjects and technology subjects and, and uh, you know, learning Spanish or you know, English at a high level, learning languages, German, that will allow her to go out and thrive. I think that the idea of teaching a language that is, that is in, in, yeah, such a minority language now is kind of hanging on to the past when we can spend time looking at the future. Is that a fair it's point, a Chris? I think you talk about, again, it's great to hear that the child has been learning another language. I think that is quite a simplistic view of, of, how to, of how to look at this. Bilingual education is, we know it is better cognitively, it's better for children. We have brain receptors, which our brain is literally designed to have multiple languages. So I think that's quite a lazy uh, attitude. We talk about the English language, of course, it's very useful. Well, sorry, just Richard, let me just finish. We second, please, if you don't mind. So we talk about the English language, obviously a very useful language. It's the language of business, it's the language of the internet and of, of media around the world, Hollywood, all this, all this kind of thing. But are we really saying that we want everywhere to be the same? Are we really saying that we want every single country to have the same language, the same culture, everything monolingual? No, but I, mean, I, I think took away Richard is, is, is... Sorry, Richard, is your point not more, though, that, you, you know, where if your daughter is to learn um, all of her subjects in primary school through Irish... What is is your question? What's the benefit of that then when she goes into the workforce? Well, I think there's a practicality of it. So I, I agree that kids learning multiple languages is good. But it doesn't mean it has to be Irish. It could be English and German, for example, or English and, and Russian. Firstly, but, but from a practical point of view, if I if my daughter was going and speaking purely Irish, I wouldn't understand a word she was saying, and most parents in Ireland wouldn't understand uh, an English-speaking child. So the practicality is, re- realistically, we're not going to be able to get to the point where kids can learn Irish at school and come home and speak English. It's not, it's not a, a practical solution to it. But the, a language like, like the Welsh language and, and you know, the, the Brittany language in France, you know, time has moved on. They're very important historically and culturally, and we have to blend the economy, if you like, and the, and the future world and internet and modern technology with that history. I, and I get there's a difficulty. 
I've no problem promoting the Irish language. I think it's a beautiful thing to have. But it, but it shouldn't be compulsory. And it shouldn't be compulsory for the Polish, Ukrainians, um, you know, Africans coming to live in Ireland, that their kids learn a language which you know, is so alien to them. And, that, and that's to, I'm talking about the future island, okay. an island of five million people. Well, it's a plan in Estonia they're, they're talking about rolling out. It's, it's over the next 10 years. Like, it's not necessarily yeah. going to happen right now or schools that are already there or tomorrow. It's for new schools that are developed over the next decade. Quiva's on the line as well, Richard. Um, has time moved on, Quiva, as Richard says? Or, like, is this even feasible? Um, I think it is feasible. First of all, uh, it's being done in, in other countries. The Welsh government is doing it. As, as Tim mentioned, you know, um, having 40% of, of schools b- being taught through Welsh medium education by 2050. Um, that's a political willpower. That's fair. It's embarrassing that that's not really here in Ireland. I would completely disagree with Richard. I um, studied STEM cells and STEM subjects through Irish. Um, I uh, studied French and Spanish through Irish. I don't think that I've ever been held back by having received that education through Irish medium. And also, you're looking at kids starting in the Guelph School at about five. They're already most most children already who are in Guelph School and that do not enter fluent in Irish. They come from English speaking households and they're brought into the Irish language through immersive education. There's no risk of a child coming home from school and the parents not being able to understand the child. That's completely unrealistic. Um, I, I also think, you know, it's but maybe a symptom a of, of a... But you know, an average grasp of the language. Like, I even see it with my own friends, Quiva, a lot of them that now have kids in, in school. And, and, like, they would always say that, you know, not all of it, but one of the areas that they struggle in terms of helping them with homework is, is actually sitting down to do Irish. Now, a lot of them will talk about maybe trying to go back or do a course or do something online to improve their Irish so they can help their kids. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about Gwelskolina is unlike an English medium school where Irish is just a subject, Gwelskolina will have classes for parents, they'll have the evening classes, they'll have that kind of pubble or community around the Gwell School. It's it's much more than a school subject when all of the school is to Irish, when Irish is the language that the children are playing with their friends in. I also think, um, you know, looking at it, talking about globalism and career opportunities, I think that's that's quite a reductive view and it's also a symptom of, of maybe our, our previous poverty as a country. You look at countries like France, which were historically quite wealthy, they're teaching philosophy to children from age four. How useful is philosophy if you're going on to work in investment banking or whatever? Probably not that useful, but there's more to it than simply studying a subject to get a job. Uh, Alan is on the line as well, Quiva. Um, Alan, I believe you you took up Irish later in life, is that right? Uh, that's it, yeah. Uh, Ken Creel too, yeah. So I'm I'm speaking for myself. I'm not a guilt of the area, but my parents would have had very good Irish. Um, they both would have done a certain amount of school for Irish. But what what I think that one of the great problems is, or, or, or you know, sad facts is that the, you know they weren't very good at trying to like um, include Irish in just everyday sort of tasks, or look at get your quota or get the pass the bond. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm being very simplistic here, but uh, you know, I remember my dad saying, you know, how are you so bad at it? And I was like, well. You know, I had no motivation because it wasn't used in the locality at all. So, I mean, outside of like street signage and that, you know, you'd go to businesses and it was, you know, businesses have only signage, like, let's say, through English. And that, and I always thought like that's something that really could be addressed. Like if it's if it's more like widely seen, um, you know, there'd be more kind of awareness about it sort of as a, as a young fellow growing up. But it was only when I went to 
<clears throat> you know, I hear Wales being referenced there. I lived in a Welsh-speaking area of Wales. Okay. And that's when the switch went off with me. I said, you know, these people are very proud of it. And they yeah. didn't mind giving Welsh names to their kids. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, and thinking, oh, what if they go up the road to London later in life? People won't be able to pr- pronounce their names the way we are about Irish names, you know. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? That's it. So I bought the CDs and books. I went back to it. And I mean, I just want to say, I, I'm I'm coming from, I mean, I actually failed it in the junior cert. It was the only subject or exam I failed mm-hmm. in secondary school, uh, you know, was honours level Irish. And so I just really had this disconnection with this, um, you know, but I, I went to like a boarding school in Longford, uh, come from Leitrim. So, you know, the, this whole thing of like, oh, the parents have to be able to help the kids. We had no parents around <laughs> to help us with, with our, yeah, with our homework. In the, you know, to help us, yeah, you just had to crack on with it. But I mean, you know, I came back from Wales then. I sort of had a renewed purpose. My, the, 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 my, my wife now, of course, uh, she was, um, she'd be very, you know, fluent at Irish. She would have started one of the new girls' schools in Ennis, and she, I think, it was only open two or three years when, she, when she went in. She's done all her school through Irish. Her, her siblings, you know, didn't. Mm. Um, and you know, you know, fast forward, I ended up. Um, uh, joining a, a Gaelic football club in Dublin, the Gaeloga, and everything is done through Irish. Now, when I went out the first day, the anxiety was through the roof. I suppose yeah. you're thinking of the classroom setting and all of that. But it, it's like the football took the anxiety out of it and, and vice versa for those who maybe weren't so good at the, the, the football and but were excellent at Irish mm. and it's just absolute. I couldn't believe like the power of like sort of doing something through activity it's like the conversation, that. Conversation, isn't it? You know what? It definitely, it definitely helps. The conversation. Look, I'm just the type. I could, you could, you could be listening to CDs and have your head yeah. stuck in books. But the conversation and to bring up your, you know, to be nice more meaning, to be more, uh, you know, confident with it. It just was a game changer. And then when we got married. You know, and then we had we started having kids. You know, we had a conversation those first few months. Are we going to do this through English or Irish? And the football club really helped me to have that confidence, seeing as I okay. didn't go to yeah. school. So, well, so we are now raising our three kids through Irish. Okay. And, it, well, the oldest going to grade school. And can I just say, there's a lot of national parents in that school that have kids in that school. Grade school on you down in Drumcondra there. And their kids were literally coming fluent by Christmas. And some of them that were a bit worried, they went and did, uh, somebody else alluded to the evening classes through Irish and all that. So look, it, it's, it can be done, do you know? Yeah, it's funny when you mention the advice you got from a teacher. And, and I don't know, Chris, you're still with us and, and listening to, to Alan there as a, as a teacher or former teacher. Like, I remember doing Honours Irish for the junior cert and my teacher afterwards actually advised me to drop down to pass Irish because I was going to it was going to consume too much of my time like might have been fit for it but there was always probably a question mark over how well I would do and, and to you know just allow and free up more time for other subjects the teacher's advice was drop down just do, do the pass fly, fly through the pass um, yeah. pass class and, and that's what I did mm-hmm. but like I just wonder thinking back if, if that was the advice from the teacher at the time I wonder would I like you know I'm sure a lot of parents listening and I, and I say this and tell the story because of the, some of the text coming in but like I imagine parents would have concerns about then their kids' ability 
to focus and spend time on other subjects if they're doing it through Irish, if, if they don't pick it up as well as others in the class or as quickly? Well, I don't think there's a detrimental impact to Irish medium education. I think the facts would suggest otherwise that actually children have better cognitive uh, benefits coming out of that system. But I would just say that, you know, probably from an English medium perspective, the teaching of Irish has been reduced by the Minister of Education. And this is something that's going to lower the standard, which will create problems in the post-primary sector. And I would just like to acknowledge uh, Richard's contribution there that other languages like like German and Spanish, yes, are, are more widely spoken in those particular countries. They also speak English. And I think across Europe, I don't think we can say that uh, being bilingual or trilingual has any detrimental impact whatsoever. In fact, if you go, come through a bilingual education system, it would make learning other languages a lot easier. H- Hazel, I, 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 let me just bring in, if you don't mind, just for a moment, Hazel de Norton, um, Ballyfermot Councillor, because you, you run a, um, a cafe as, as well, Askelga. Is, is that right, Hazel? Yeah, it's all part of the campaign too. We were trying to get a Guild School going in the area. We're the only part in Dublin, the only area left without a Guild School in Dublin 10 and pushing into Dublin 12. Um, and it's been very difficult. So we were trying to think outside the box. So initially I opened up an Irish language preschool, which is in Inra. But then there was a space for what can you do outside of the educational system. So there was an opportunity to open up the cafe and that's what we've done in a bilingual format. And like they'd like we have the Irish language group that meet there on a Tuesday um, or menu is mixed a bit and you can come in and speak Irish if you want to. So trying to do it from a natural approach and giving people the confidence to do it. Um, uh, some other stuff that we've done listening to the conversation and what was going on there is because we have a vacancy in No Guild School, we've written to some of the other uh, primary schools in the area and asked if they'd be interested in introducing a Shrakwilge along with the English language uh, primary school to then see if that'll be something that we can try and navigate into moving towards the end goal of having a Guild School like Sing Street has done as well. So okay. it's it's kind of difficult, I suppose, getting people who I was educated in a Guild School and so are my kids at the moment. I don't mean leaving cert on physics and everything through Irish. So right. it wasn't too difficult when you're immersed in it. Can I put this listener's text to you? A lot of of listeners today are very much in favour, I I should say, of this. And I do want to try and get to some of those messages too. But Mm. um, nationalistic nonsense for the culturally elite, says this texter. If a child can speak one language proficiently, that'd be great. Looking at the appalling levels of ignorance of, of the most basic grammar and spelling in this country in so many young people nowadays, I think we need to concentrate more on improving those. What would you say to that listener? I think, I mean, that's probably a very narrow scope to be looking at anybody with any of the format of, even if it's an English language approach that they have, or, um, like, I wouldn't be hugely up on all of my grammar and everything that I've done. That is something that I might have, uh, but I wouldn't be pushing that upon anybody else. So I think you, if you look at the basics and go back to what's so important about the Irish language is even the way that it describes, whether it's like a boring and a lane, um, you know, just having those natural cultural approaches and the use of the words that opens up the span of how you can describe things and okay. gives you the ability. We used to speak with our friends when we were out as well if we wanted to have a conversation through yeah, Irish yeah. and it just gives an, mm. another approach. It doesn't okay. take away from any other part of any other part of your education. Well, uh, there's plenty of people getting in, in contact about this today. Today, This listener says, regarding the Irish language, I'm currently a sixth year Leaving Cert student. I've been in a Gale school since I was four. The Irish language is important for our culture and the fact that one of your guests is trying to say that because the language isn't spoken widely, it's not important. I think it's crazy. This texter says, my son gets 20 out of 20 most weeks in his Irish spelling tests, but he hasn't a clue 
of actually what the words even mean. Another listener, my kids are fluent in French because of the Gale School that they went to. Um, the argument of learning another language such as German doesn't stand up as it would not be, you know, immersed in that language. My children didn't learn Irish in that way and I didn't learn English. Having that second language language has so many advantages. My eldest is already top uh, of his French classes, this listener. This other texter though, please give me a break. With these people, please get a life teaching a language to a minority uh, to a tiny minority that speak it currently. It has zero relevance in the modern world. Make it non-compulsory in schools, please, and give our children some modern languages other uh, that other countries are currently speaking. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.